you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to episode 32 of the Wulong Talks podcast. Uh, my name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by my two cohorts, uh, Big A, the Mank Geek up north. Mank Geek, say what's up. What's up, peeps? And we've got the wrestling kid in the house as well, Rich Kid. Rich Kid, say what's up. What's up? Cool. Uh, well, yeah. How you doing, man? You guys all right? Uh, slightly hungover still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think we all are we um we went to mcm comic-con in london this weekend listeners um which was actually quite good uh it was a little bit different to what we've experienced in the past um with these cons so um if we get some time on the podcast we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that um but we'll definitely have our pictures up on our instagram account soon so make sure you go and check that out um if you haven't followed us already on instagram just head to uh instagram and search for wulong talks and you'll find us uh, right there you can check out all the pictures soon okay um what you been up to man uh, has any been anybody been doing anything good this week um you've been watching anything new have you been playing any new games anything like that um i've been playing Stranger Things, the mobile video game, which is which is quite quite fun. Oh, what? right, it's got a mobile okay. game. Yeah, it's got a mobile game. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't yeah, even know a... there was a mobile game. Is it yeah, good? Um, but it, the thing is, it, it plays like um, like a like a like an eight bit or a sixteen bit over the top. You know, like that. You know, like Zelda. How Zelda used to be. Oh, or yeah, like, yeah, really yeah. Like, yeah. So it's basically yeah. So it's like that. Um, I, okay. I'm enjoying it so far, and I thought it was just going to be one of those little mobile hand, you know, mobile games where you just play it for like, you know, a couple of hours or let's say like an hour, and then you've got to the end of it and you're just bat and bushing. But it's like, no, it's, it's, it's a puzzle game and it's, it's put together pretty well. So um, I'm actually currently still playing that while I'm on the train when I'm not reading or sleeping or listening to music. Um, so yeah, so and it's and it's a type of game that ke- that keeps like I want to go back to it as well. It's not like I, I'm mm. I've, I've started it and then. You know, I'll finish Stranger Things and then be like, ah, you know, I can't be bothered. No, I, I want to get to the end. I want to get to the end. So, yeah, I've been doing that gaming-wise anyway. Okay, cool, cool. Um, which character do you play as in the game? You start off as, um, as is it Hopper? Hopper, it's Hopper, right? What's the, what's the yeah, police officer's name? Yeah, yeah Hopper. Jim yeah. Hopper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jim, yeah, so you start off as Jim Hopper. And then I think basically how it works is that as you, as you progress through the game, you start to get more and more people into the camp and each person has their own specific ability. So for example, Chief Hopper has like um, hammer fists, you know, like, so he's like a big, strong guy. Um, the first person that you pick up, if I'm doing it in the right way, because I'm not sure if there's more than one way to actually play the game, uh, but the first person you pick up is Lucas and Lucas has a slingshot. So you can fire, you know, for things, you, know, you can fire at things that you normally wouldn't be able to reach with Chief Hopper because, you know, distances and whatnot. Um, 
So yeah, no, it's, I, I'm really, really liking it. If you guys get the chance, well, Jay, you, you've got a prime, mm. you've got a, you've got a, you know a, an excuse tomorrow to you know to you know to download it when you get your new phone. Um, Alvin, mm. you're all about the Android life already, so um, give it a go, man. <clears throat> Mm, yeah yeah it sounds interesting well uh, listeners if you any of you are playing the game um please let us know and let us know what you think as well um because it'll be interesting to to get some different opinions on it and, and see what it's like um as richard said uh, i've got a new phone coming on the way Woohoo! like finally <laughs> i'm getting rid of my dead samsung phone I've, I've had so much problems with this samsung um don't care about calling out samsung on this podcast because like I've been dealing with them for a while and they're shit. So, um, you know, I'm finally getting rid of it. going to get myself a Google pixel and I'm going to like join the new generation of, of tech bots. Um, not a pixel XL though, because I've heard about the screen problems and stuff. So yeah, no, no way. Not for me, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So definitely that's going to be on my list. Um, Alf, how about you, man? Any movies, TV games? Anything? No, well, anything that, that I have done is stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, other than that, there is a book that I've been reading called uh, Provenance, which um, it's kind of weird. Like um, three chapters in, and nothing's happened yet, but it's still somehow quite interesting. Hmm. But it's uh, I need to get further because I've barely even started telling the story yet, and each chapter is like thirty pages, so like you know get on with it kind of but uh other than that now i've not, not been doing anything else okay cool all right man well <clears throat> hopefully in the coming coming weeks or so we'll, we'll get to talk about the the book that you're reading as well because um you may remember listeners the last time i was on the show we we talked about starting a book club and, and doing things like that um and starting a few different types of podcasts along with the main one that we do um so we will be looking into doing a, a book club as well getting everybody together to, to listen to some different uh, podcasts and things like that so if you've got any suggestions for us um let us know i'll let you know how you can get in touch with us at the end of the show all right boys well um before we get into the main topic today which is going to be our uh, spoiler thoughts on for ragnarok um let's just quickly dive into uh, a few bits of news here um so the first thing i wanted to talk about was something that stood out to me i think it, the, the news kind of broke uh, about a day or two ago um which was the news that Warner Brothers and DC are developing a, a solo movie for the character Deathstroke, um, aka Deathstroke the Terminator, um, for those that know the character from the comic books, uh, and also probably, I guess, from the Arrow TV show as well, which I, I suppose is probably going to be more relevant to people now. Um, so WB are, are set on producing a movie based on the character. Um, um, word that they are negotiating with uh, Gareth Evans to do this. Now, if you know the name Gareth Evans, it would be because you're a fan of the Raid movies, like I am, um, particularly Raid, you know, the original movie, The Raid, and The Raid 2 um, Redemption as well. Or, no, sorry, Baronfall is, is the name of the second one, isn't it? Or Baranto. Mm. Uh, Baranto. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm struggling <clears throat> with the Indonesian, it's Baranto. Um, but yeah, apparently he, they're negotiating with him uh, for the movie. So quickly, boys, I just wanted to, to get your thoughts on this. Um, would you be interested in a Deathstroke solo movie? And what do you think a Deathstroke solo movie directed by Gareth Evans would look like? Um, <clears throat> so, Rich, I'll start with you. Uh, would you be up for that? And would you be interested in it? I'd be interested in seeing what Gareth Evans can bring to the table 
with the character of Deathstroke. Um, simple as that. Like his, you you guys know I'm a, I'm a big martial arts fan. Um, I'd like to I'd like to see what he yeah what he'd bring different different to the character of Deathstroke. Deathstroke, as far as I'm concerned, he's a he's an undersold character, who's like as smart as he is physically dangerous. So I'd like to see how Gareth Evans would would, would deal with that with that aspect of the character because what we've been given in um, the Arrow TV show I think is is Deathstroke like Deathstroke light Deathstroke mm-hmm. zero it feels like a drink no no do not, it not I'm not even going to talk bad about Manuel Bennett because he, he's a decent actor but I, and I think he has done well with what he's been given but the Deathstroke in, in Arrow TV show isn't the one from the comic book mm-hmm. um as well as the whole thing of that, I think that if DC are going to make a Deathstroke movie and this Joker and Harley Quinn movie, then just do like a, a DC Universe villains little section. Because I, I don't see how you're going to make us watch films about people that do bad things. Like Deathstroke is a, is a bad person. Um, like, I mean, no matter whether you're reading like the original Deathstroke or the new 52 Deathstroke, you know, there's times when he's tried to have like uh, redemption in a character, but he's he's a, essentially a bad person. So I'm not sure if how that will play out in the film, but um, I would generally only go to see it just because it's Gareth Evans doing it because I, I'm just a fan of his work and I, and I think he's he's good at what he does. So yeah. you know, but yeah, but if I think it's a good idea for Warner Brothers to be doing it, it depends what type of angle they're trying to take. But as it stands right now, I don't think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned that they should do like possibly a villains corner because remember they <laughs> we got Suicide Squad and look how yeah. great that turned out to be. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I would share your misgivings in in that regard. Um, but yeah, on a personal level, as a, as a fan of what Gareth Evans did with those raid movies, um, if he can bring you know even. 50 60 percent of that to a deathstroke movie in terms of his ability to tell stories in terms of his ability to tell stories through action in terms of his abilities to kind of uh make you kind of sympathize in a way with with characters that aren't you know necessarily that sympathetic as he does quite well in in the second raid movie mm. um then you know i think he he definitely is the guy who's who's got the goods to deliver that um but yeah, it all depends, doesn't it, on on Warner Brothers? Because you know, as as we've discussed many, many, many a time on this podcast now, you know, Warner Brothers, when it comes to their DC films, they have no faith in their filmmakers, and they just want to control everything, and it ends up ruining everything. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. But um, Alvin, how about you, man? Um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, not asked. Like literally, when they said it, I was just, I was just kind of like, why though? Like, do you, do you, I don't know if anyone there knows what they're doing. What, like, what? It's like there's not many kind of villains that you can do a movie from their perspective, and it's like you've got to be. It's like if you want them to be the protag- protagonist, you, you got to think as to what angle you're going to go for. Are you going to still keep them as the bad guy, or are you going to kind of? try and make them a good guy in a way somehow, you know what I mean? Kind of blur the lines and make them a bit of an anti-hero. Is, like, is it like what, what are you trying to do? So o- overall, I'm kind of I'm like not fussed, but when his name was mentioned, I was kind of like, okay, well, he could do something interesting with this mm. and at least it would be a visual treat. Mm. However, if one of brothers don't let him 
be as creative as he as he is, th then they're just going to get kind of a stock movie. You know what I mean? And and then that's going to be it. It's not going to offer anything unique. You're hiring for his uniqueness, and he knows action. He can do it on the cheap and make it look like it's really expensive. You know what I mean? He does unconventional things with it with a camera. Like I don't know if you've seen that clip uh, whereby it's the car chase scene. And literally, the camera's just being passed around between three cameramen, like yeah, ones yeah, on the you know what I mean, and then passing it through and all that, passing it through the car, and another guy's grabbing it and all that kind of stuff. If they let him kind of just go full thro throttle, mm -hmm. I think we could end up at least with something that'll be in terms of the martial arts and just camera work and all that kind of biz business could possibly be on par with the raid. But if they try and you know neuter him and cut his balls off then then, then no we're just going to get some boring kind of generic action kind of thing but yeah yeah overall not asked but if they let him do what he does let him do his thing it could it could turn out to be good mm. who knows as long as at least visually good if the script's not good mm. Mm. yeah yeah i'd have to echo that i think um <clears throat> yeah said you know he really is the name that kind of stands out from this project for me. I mean, if you just announced that it was a Deathstroke movie coming out, then, you know, I I, I would kind of be like, why? <laughs> but I think the fact that his name is attached kind of would be the, the, the one um, the one draw for me um, for all the reasons that, that you said, really, Alvin. Um, you know, same thing for me. He is, the, he potentially is the, the MVP of, of this project. If you don't try and neuter him if you don't try and you know if you give him some creative reign to do what he does best um then he could deliver something that's quite unconventional for um for a comic book movie but you know that that may not happen if you're content to just kind of continue to do what you always do which is make these movies by committee so I don't know. We we'll have to wait and see. But um, listeners, let us know what you think, man. Um, especially if you're a fan of, of Deathstroke, the Terminator. Um, you know, what do you think? Would you be interested in a movie like this? And if you're a fan of Gareth Evans, I mean, would you be interested in seeing him turn his hand to a comic book movie? Uh, let us know what you think. Okay, so um, we obviously can't avoid the fact that Stranger Things has restarted because literally social media has been ablaze with all things stranger things for the past 24 hours um i haven't been able to start the series properly i, I put on the first episode and then probably fell asleep not through boredom but just because it was late and it was a stupid thing to do when it's late because i can never watch anything when it's late so i don't know why i did that but yeah there you go um but anyway one amongst our number has actually finished the whole series um and that's alvin so um alv if you don't mind without giving any spoilers away because we'll do a we'll do a separate podcast for stranger things and, and we'll break it down and, and all of that but um so without spoilers could you just kind of like sum up what you thought of this season whether you thought it was as strong as the first one um you know does it kind of carry the story forward in, in a meaningful way and um where do you think it's it's going from here i guess yeah well the uh the story in this one kind of it's a continuation of what came before it's not like they're redoing the same thing but different uh which is really good uh it's one of its uh strong aspects uh, just overall it's uh it's very familiar because it'll be kind of like the stuff a lot of the same stuff that influenced the first one 
but it's not just doing the same thing again. It's, it's, it's doing something different because, like I said, it is a continuation. Uh, there's really good character arcs in there uh, that kind of, cut, well, not come to an end, um, but kind of like complete characters, so to speak, complete a character's journey and things like that. But yeah, over, it was, it's very funny. Uh, it's I don't think there's as much horror, but there is a lot of suspense in there as well. Uh, and and just, yeah, it's just a, it's kind of like a pick and mix, but a good pick and mix. Like, there's no shit sweets in there. It's mm -hmm. all just like... All sour all cherries, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's all, it's all <laughs> the good shit. None of the, none of the crapness. And uh, there are some standout episodes, like, personally for me, I think, uh, episode, uh, was it six? Yeah, I think six was a, a standout for me. Just the, It just felt, the way it was filmed and where it takes place, is uh it just felt much more 80s to me than uh than any not that the, the show itself doesn't feel like that but in in the terms of the way it's filmed um and it looked like there was a grain uh on screen which a filter which made it look kind of less clean so so it felt like watching an old school movie to me like hmm. but yeah but yeah overall it's just yeah, I, I was just so happy with it like i laughed i cried freaking you know it, it was good it was really good, and there's some great like kind of moments uh, script-wise as well. And then yeah, well done to uh, the Duffer Brothers for for giving me something cool. And also, there's new characters in there um, that I think don't have much to do, but I think they're going to have stuff to do in season three. But they they are kind of a part of the story, and you do get to see as to uh, whether why they are the way they are uh, and what causes them to be that way. Um, but but yeah, you'll you'll see when you see the show. Cool. Cool. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for that, man. Um, listeners, as I said, if you're enjoying Stranger Things 2 right now and you're listening to this, then let us know what you thought. Please avoid spoilers. <laughs> like, Don't spoil it for me and Rich because we ain't seen it yet, so we'd prefer if you didn't. But if you want to give us your overall thoughts on the show and things like that, please let us know in the comments. Um, yeah, and we'll be happy to interact with you. Well, I'll get Alvin to interact with you because seeing as he's seen the show already, so um, he can get a uh, give you some more details and, and things like that. All right. Um, and the last bit to round up was, of course, I suppose we have to mention it, the, the return of The Walking Dead. Um, now, people who've been listening to the podcast know I've kind of fallen out of love with this show now. Uh, so I've got to hold my hands up and say I did not watch the 100th episode. Um, from what I heard from people sort of on social media and stuff, it was all right, but nothing that, you know, was exceptional or nothing that they didn't see um, coming or, or didn't see before. Uh, so my question to the both of you really was, did you two watch it? Because it seems like not a lot of people that I know personally did. Um, Alvin, I think you, you did watch yeah, it. Yeah, I did watch it. Yeah. Um, Rich, did you see it? I didn't, you know. Um, yeah. I remember that it was coming on, but I didn't have that excitement of like, oh my God, Walking Dead's back. Like, yeah, it's, it's gone. Um, and, I, and I'm not the only person to say that or that I've spoken to. I mean, some people are obviously still watching it, you know, you know religiously. But um, it wouldn't, yeah, I just, I just didn't, I just don't have the love for it. Maybe I need to start watching it again. Because sometimes I, I used to feel like that about certain seasons about Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. We'd be like, yeah, what? It's been a, like, it felt like, freaking ages till the next season came about and you're like ah, i can't be bothered and then you watch like the first episode of that new season and you're like yeah this, this, this is why i came back mm. um but 
you know, like you said, a lot of people, including yourself, Jay, who are big Walking Dead fans, you've been kind of been talking bad about it or but to be telling the truth about how bad it is for, for quite some time. Mm. Um, this could be final season, maybe, man, for the way how people are talking. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't looked in to see, like, what the viewing figures were like on, on this episode. Um, so I'll have to check that out and look up for future reference. Um, but yeah, I said just in my sort of little circle and, and a straw poll of, you know, of, of 10 people, there, there weren't that many that watched it. But um, as I said, Alvin, you did watch it. So um, what was your thoughts on, on the show? Did it live up to expectations? Did, was there anything that you felt was kind of lacking or do you think it's still kind of holding your interest for now? Uh, it's, it's kind of a weird one because normally a new season kind of starts off fresh, so to speak. Whereas this is just kind of a continuation as as to what ended uh, in the last one, so you still got kind of like the same kind of bad guy being Negan, um, and it's like normally there's a lot of setup and all that kind of stuff, but this was just like straight in there. It was just, it was just like it was an episode from last season. Like I, I don't think it's it, it's it doesn't feel like we've got a new season. It feels like we're just getting a continuation of of everything that they're doing. It could be part of the last season, so to speak. Mm. Um yeah, it was all right. It was it was it was pretty decent. I mean, they didn't didn't really waste waste much time. It was just kind of a fair amount of action. Um and yeah, obviously there's something that that happens at the end um which uh, yeah. I can't really say without spoiling it actually to be <laughs> honest but yeah, yeah. but yeah there's stuff that happens there's stuff that goes down I kind of feel like this maybe should have been part of last season but like I said because you've got the same villain yeah, it is just a straight up continuation it's not like anything new is happening it's the kind of same stuff it's like it's actually everything that I wanted to happen last season hmm. is happening now and it's right. like okay so you finally got into this then and then yeah that's that's what it kind of feels like how how was the character of Negan? Is is he still chopping up the screen? Um, is, is he still doing? Well? Oh yeah, he's still one of the best things in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hilarious. You know what I mean? He's a bad guy. You like in it? You know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, yeah. Hans Lander from um, Inglorious Bastards. He's just like a bad guy you like because that's yeah. so charismatic. I didn't, I didn't like I didn't like that bad guy from Inglorious Bastards, but that shows where your mind's at. But yeah. Cool. No, not like that, you idiot. Don't even be <laughs> no, saying no. that. You're not. Uh, listen, bruv, the, 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 the <laughs> internet, you can't, you can't erase shit on the internet. No, no, said no. It, you know what I mean. You've said it. I'm saying Christoph Waltz is a good actor. Yeah. He, the, that I, character, I think, the I whole point of that character. I think he's a good actor too. You need to shut up, right? And let Richard move, and let Jason move on because See, you're talking shit right now. Now, now you're sounding like you're, one of them, Marvin. Oh, now you sound like you're, <laughs> oh, that is not the case. Don't be saying that stupid shit. You know what I mean? And you know I'm right as well. Because <laughs> I promise you that Alvin is not a Nazi sympathizer. So don't worry. <laughs> Arsehole. <laughs> okay. Um, let's move on, man. Let's move on. So yeah, let's let's get down to the full review now for for Ragnarok. Um, now, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, you should probably know by now that I did a non-spoilers review um, for a new kind of podcast topic, I guess, called uh, "Is It Worth a Tenner?" Um, as I mentioned on that podcast, it's something that I'm I'm looking to do because a lot of people have been asking us to do uh, short movie reviews and, and recommendations and things like that. Um, so that is kind of the start of it. 
so in that review, I do like a non-spoilers kind of review and, and a summation of, of my thoughts of the film. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie yet, I would strongly suggest that you don't listen to this part of the podcast because we are going to spoil it. Um, listen to that podcast first. So listen to the Is It Worth a Tenor review first and then come back and listen to this. Otherwise, um, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie right now. So as said, <laughs> you've been warned. So, boys, um, I gave my kind of views on it in the non-spoiler review, but um, people haven't had a chance to hear from you yet. So, um, your overall thoughts on the movie, was it good, bad, indifferent? How did you feel about it when you came out? Um, just a general kind of sum up, basically, is what I'm expecting. Um, Rich, uh, what was your kind of initial thoughts when you came out? Good. I loved it. I, lo- I loved it, yeah. Um, it's definitely inside the top 10. For, for Marvel films, um, for me, and um, and I think it's it's the Thor film that we've been waiting for, um, and they it feels like they finally found the stride of how the character should be portrayed on screen, and um, mm. and they really they really tapped into like one of the things that Chris Hemsworth is good at, which is like not just the physical stuff, but like, you know, like his comedic timing. Um, mm. I remember watching the Ghostbusters reboot stuff rubbish film thing that came out my opinion that came out was it last year two years ago and me personally i mean it might have had its moments here and there but the best thing in that film was chris was chris hemsworth even stuff that i'd seen in the trailer and they and they repeated it in the film and i was like this guy is just he's just got a natural flair for being funny and um and they really they they really let him run um, run wild in in Thor ragnarok hmm. um when needed be and um and that was good but like I said, I think they've been building up this store character, even in these little shorts where it's him and his like roommate Kevin. So like slowly but surely, they've been doing this whole inception thing of kind of basically what we're going to be getting, um, you know, before Thor Ragnarok was 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 to come out. But but the film itself, I mean, him, everybody in it was 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 just really really good. Like I said, inside them inside my top ten. Okay, cool. Um, Alvin, yeah, it's good. It was dope. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It, it, yeah, it was mostly what I wanted. Uh, there's a few things that kind of didn't work for me, but destroyed a few movie for me at all. So, uh, so yeah, overall, I was happy. Cool, cool, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, Rich, you kind of touched on touched us on this side of of, of the question anyway. So we may as well carry on down that road. Um, but basically, the the question was, you know, who do you think were kind of the standout performers from the movie, um, and what did you enjoy kind of most about their their character aspects um, from the film? So, um, yeah, as said, Rich, as you kind of started talking about like four and, and the development of the character, you may mm. as well continue basically. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, I mean, Chris Hemsworth was, I mean, he was definitely a standout, but I mean, he should. I'll mention him, but I don't really think he should get the full billing because it's his film anyway. So, like, you know, that that's that's what you're meant to do. It's like people who have kids and it's like, yeah, well, I, you know, I feed my kids. Yeah, but you're meant to feed your fucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> like, so that, you know, that you don't get a pat on the back for that. So, um, as much as he did put in a good performance, you know, by rights, he's, he's meant to put in a good performance anyway. But um, but he's definitely been given a lot more to work with, um, which is good. But everybody in it, Nobody, nobody who was a, any form of character of importance in the film disappointed me at all. Like, like not even. Um, I mean, there was, 
there's certain issues with the with you know the way how the story's told um where some people should be on screen a bit more but even when they're not on screen and they they, they do pop up you're just like shit I'm, I'm so happy to see them um my standout performance for me i think would have to be a toss-up between mark ruffalo and mm. tessa thompson as valkyrie yeah i think um my in my opinion i think valkyrie has done a lot more in portraying a tough woman or a strong woman should i say um when compared to like gal Gadot's, you know or even any of the amazons that were portrayed in the wonder woman film but that, but that's my opinion and you know and you know i'm, I'm a guy looking at it from a, a certain perspective as well i'm also a, a guy comic book fan there could be so many different factors as to the reason why I might I might have that opinion, but um, yeah, but I think she she really really stood out stood out for me. I really enjoyed her on screen, and um and Mark Ruffalo as as Banner, which is something that we haven't had a lot of at all. In if you think about it, in the whole of the the, the MCU, we haven't had a lot of Banner. Mm. Is you know Banner pops up here and there, and, he, and Mark Ruffalo is good as always when he does when he's on screen, but you know we we always seem to get like the the Green Monster, um. But yeah, th- those two characters really stood out for me, and obviously people like Jeff Goldblum, you know, freaking amazing. <laughs> like he's just same thing. He's just you know, just give it, give him a camera, and then he'll just he just chews the screen up, you know. So then, yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys, yeah, yeah. those three, those three definitely, definitely stood out for me. Yeah. So I didn't mean to cut you off. It's just that um, I re- <laughs> when you mentioned Jeff Goldblum, I was like, yeah, like <laughs> the, mm. the, the Grandmaster is just brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. yeah. But I reckon they they literally just gave Jeff Goldblum a copy of the script. He read the first two pages and was like, you know what? I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah. And you tell me if that works for you. <laughs> like, you know, the best scene. I'll tell you the best scene is where he's trying to explain about how Sakaar works. And the reason yeah, why yeah. he's aged, why, why he hasn't aged, yeah, he kind of doesn't like, and he doesn't finish the sentence, and it kind of it yeah. just has like a quick shot of everyone looking at him to finish the sentence, and I swear to God that 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 has to be improvised, yeah, like you know yeah, they're just yeah. going to be like, okay, Jeff, where's the rest of the line, <laughs> and then it just cuts back to him, and he carries on telling the story, like of something completely different, and I was I was just dying, just dying, yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally, man, totally. Um, Alf, how about for you, man? Any uh, standouts in particular? Do you mean do you mean characters or? Um, yeah, character slash performer, because I guess the the character and the performer are kind of. The, the yeah, thing, I mean, to be honest, with it being a Marvel movie, I wasn't really expecting much from the villain. But I think what Kate Blanchett did as uh, as Hella was actually to be a threat. You know what I mean? It's like. I don't think any of the Thor villains really have, have been a threat at all uh, so far. Uh, this is the first one where I was like, okay, actually something for him to go up against, which is which is actually difficult, and they're actually a fucking killer, like throwing bare knives and shit. And it was just like, okay, yeah, now I, I totally get as to why that would be a, a big deal for, for Thor to go up against that, because I, I think um, obviously Loki in the first one, it's like, you know, it's his, it's his brother inverted quotes or whatever so it's kind of like you always knew like it's it's not really that much of a challenge really you know what i mean in, in all honesty mm. and then obviously in the second one when you got um what's his name mala malika <laughs> yeah where you got that dark elf he's so memorable you couldn't even remember his name properly <laughs> <laughs> yo 
I don't know. <laughs> that's how got it part, right? I think it's like one letter. Really. That's how yeah, good yeah, he yeah. was as a character. You couldn't even remember the name, bro. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm saying like he was a crap character. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, he didn't he didn't do nothing, you know what I mean? He just literally appeared in his ship and was like, I'm gonna return the world to darkness with the ether, with the <laughs> universe of darkness, even and then that was it, you know what I mean? It was just kind of like and Thor didn't even beat him. Mm. Fucking those fucking portals did that mashed mm. up his body, sent him to that next place, and then his ship fell on him. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, eh. but then this, you got this chick who fucking breaks Milnir, mm. like you know, and she mashes up all those Asgardian soldiers and that easily without not even breaking a sweat. You know, she just looked like a, excuse my French, a bad bitch. You know what I mean? She was just fucking, she was just fucking nuts, and she was fucking, she just commanded the screen, and that's why I thought she was a dope villain because there's not that many dope villains in uh, in Marvel, and if there is, they usually kill them off. Mm. But it will make them good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, Loki technically, isn't it? Yeah, Loki, Winter Soldier. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Shit, yeah, no, I think of it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, how did you feel the action was handled in general? Because, um, you know, I mentioned in the sort of non-spoiler review that I did that I was quite impressed with the way it was all uh, done. I mean, yes, okay, we we know that most of this happens on a green screen and, you know, is done with CGI and things like that. But I was quite impressed because, um, you know, the director of the film, Taika Waititi, who for me was my standout performer from the movie, mm-hmm. um, he, you know, he doesn't come from a background of doing that. He makes, um, you know, very kind of small independent movies. Um, one of the last movies of his that I saw was um, a movie that I know Rich really loves as well, which was mm. um, uh, what's it called again? The, the Hunt, Hunt for the World of People. Hunt for the People. Sorry, I love the movie so yeah. much I can't even remember the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, you know, and it, he he does. Um, you know, he gets character beats. He gets dialogue, he gets, um, you know, pacing, he gets uh, how to use humor in the right places, but you've never really seen him deal with anything like this before. But, um, you know, I felt he, he kind of handled it really well. I mean, especially the, um, you know, the sequence with the, the Hulk and, and Thor in the arena, mm. um, you know, it was paced well, it was shot well, it was, you know, everything kind of fell into place properly. Um, and yeah, I was really impressed by that. Um, so you, for you guys, and, and especially for you, Rich, because you're an action junkie, um, you know, how did you feel about the, the action? Was it uh, on par with kind of what the MCU has been doing lately? Or did you think there was areas they could improve it or, or anything like oh, that? No, no, no. Like, like I said, this is the Thor that we've been waiting for. I mean, like uh, I th- when I first saw the film um, on the way home, I, I was talking to Alvin and, and, and Alvin made like a, a really, really good point. It's like whenever you've seen Thor use Mjolnir, um, he just throws it in a straight line and it comes back. That's it. <laughs> like, but like, you know, they, they really utilize that. You know, they must have just sat down and gone like, you know what? He just throws it, you know, in front of him and it comes back. Let's, let's, let's see if we can just like shake it up a little bit. Like, you know, make it so that when he does, in fact, this is the reason why I've just had a brainstorm. So when he does lose the hammer, there's a reason why it has had a bit of an impact with him. And it's the bit where he's describing the hammer to Korg. As a thing of like, you know, I used to have this hammer and I used to do this and I used to do that. And it's almost like when you hear like Jedi's describing how lightsabers, you know, you make your lightsaber and this is your lightsaber. You just can't pick up somebody else's and stuff like that. Mm. So it was almost like the physicality and the fighting style that they gave Thor 
it wasn't just him using a hammer, it was him and a hammer in conjunction with each other, which is something which, we, like I said, we haven't seen in, 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 in any of his appearances. It was really, really well handled. Um, and it was a language physically that still stayed with the character. It's, it's very, very hard. It's a very, very hard thing to, um, um, to describe. But I think the best way to describe it is that um, I'm trying to think of a bad film as an example to use, but like Daredevil, the one with um, Ben Affleck. Mm. So yeah, you've got, yeah so like i mean you've got like the first two action sequences where there's the you see ben affleck and you see his physicality and you see that he's he's this big burly guy and then you see him when he goes into like the bar to go and take the people out and he's using this style of martial arts and then when he has like the whole romancing fight sequence with um jennifer garner who plays electra he has a different style of martial arts which is all wire work now those two scenes are completely different in style but those two scenes are also different in the way how Ben Affleck physically as a person even moves. So it doesn't make any sense. But it, it, it just works. Like the, the style that they've used now for Chris, for Chris Hemsworth, like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's just perfect. It's the same thing when John Woo um, did um, Mission Impossible 2, which isn't that much of a great film. But he looked at Tom Cruise and he was like, you know what? I like the way how you walk. The way how you walk, we're going to give you this particular style of martial arts because it, it just, it feels more natural to you. And, you know, and, and, it's, and it's good. It was, it was, I was genuinely, genuinely impressed. And I like the fact that they're sticking to the fact of Thor, as much as he's just like, you know, sometimes when you think of him, he's just that big, blonde, brute guy. No, he's a Viking. He knows how to fight. There's something that we haven't seen, you know, we haven't seen quite some time. Um, so that bit when he has the fight with the, with the Hulk in the, in the Gladiator Arena and you've got the Hulk using some form of technique but is more like strength based you've got Thor ducking, doing jabs you know, jumping over and doing like, you know, choke holes from behind and things like that It, yeah, like physically let's put it this way physically, if you had to choose if I had to choose between Superman Henry Cavill versus Chris Hemsworth Thor Chris Hemsworth Thor would win you had to find a way to get Tom Cruise in there, didn't you? I did. I love it. I love a Tom Cruise, man. Tom I, lo- I love it when he runs. <laughs> Fucking jump. I love it when I love it when he look. I love it when he looks six foot. When I know that he's only five one. <laughs> um, Alvin, uh, action man. Um, what did you think of the action? Was there anything uh, that stood out to you? Any particular like fight scenes or action scenes that stood out to you? Um, and yeah, just your overall takeaway from that side of it, really. Yeah, I was really impressed with it um, because oh, the previous ones have been lacking, you know what I mean? And then just to see him do his thing in like the first kind of like scene in the movie and it'd be better than anything you've seen him do before so far. Mm. And, you know, the mixture of moves that he was using, the way he was using Mjolnir and all that kind of stuff and the way he was using the hammer to defend himself from a certain fire breath and all that. I was, just, I was just so fucking impressed. I was just like, holy shit, like here he actually is it's taken well more than three movies if you include avengers for for us to see him and properly do his thing because if you remember the beginning of the dark world rock monster and that was it and mm. i was supposed to be impressed mm. by that nah this this was just a fucking something else and also i loved like, all the other action as well like they were doing longer takes there weren't any cuts and i was just like like literally when that first scene started off i was just like oh my god i can actually see what's not coming straight away i was like this this is hopefully going to be good stuff you know what i mean and it just continued to be like that like the scene when hella was fighting all those soldiers 
Mm. I was just like, oh man, yeah. She not only is she like stabbed a few guys with knives and then done a flip. That's all been in one take, and I was just like, oh god, thank god. You know, what I mean, it was just, it was just I was I could relax then. And then obviously <laughs> you had like the Thor and Hulk, which was a like about a good ten minutes. And you know, for, for it's got a lot of CGI in the scene, but you still suspend your disbelief when CGI is done well. Mm. You don't think about it. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going. Oh, that's CGI. That's CGI. That is. Oh, that's CGI. That like for some reason, when Hulk's on screen fighting with Thor, I I don't I don't feel like I'm. I know it's I know it's not real, but I'm allowed to. My brain is allowed to suspend its disbelief yeah. for that yeah. moment. So it, it's like there's not that many like CGI characters that that happens with, but with Hulk, that is one of the characters that it happens with. Where I'm, I'm just watching it for what it is. Even though I know it's fucking fake, I'm not saying to myself it's fake, and that's well, that's just testament to freaking probably um, it will probably be ILM on it. You uh, you animate the uh, the Hulk and that, but yeah, that that scene was dope. Uh, it was great, and then again, they got some humor in there, and yeah, they they managed to make all the action, although it's very punchy at times. Impressive stuff, especially some of the stuff near the end as well. Like fucking Jesus Christ, like I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this is the real shit right here. But yeah, it was all all good stuff. The action, I liked all of it. Like it was all it was all different, but similar. And every everything was kind of like it just upped the ante each one, but not in a raise the bar kind of way, but in a be visually interesting kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool, man. Cool. Um, okay, what did you did you guys spot many of the Easter eggs and things like that in there? Because I, I managed to spot a couple. Um, but not a lot, but apparently there's loads and I, I must have missed most of them. Um, so did you guys manage to spot a lot of the Easter eggs that were in there? Um, and how many did you spot, basically, I guess, it's a question. Um, Al, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you mean, MCU-related uh, Easter eggs or just, yeah, what, just MCU, MCU and Marvel? and Marvel in general, basically. Uh, the MCU ones, obviously, are like the, uh, the fake Infinity Gauntlet um and what was that ice thing that the um that the ice giants had that they used in the beginning of the first thor saw that as well um obviously you got the tesseract showing up again which loki definitely stole uh, i don't care what anyone says he <laughs> fucking stole it of course oh, he, he, he took a second glance at that thing and was like hmm, i may yeah. need that for later you know what i mean but other than that like i was trying to Man, because the film's not fresh in my head and it's almost been like a week, I can't quite remember. But those are the only things that I kind of, uh, I really noticed. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm trying to think, nah, I can't think of anything else just because it's not, it's not fresh in my mind. So I can't even remember if, to, cool, cool. Like, if there's anything enough. else that I looked out for. Yeah, so right, you covered a bit anyway. Um, Rich, I, I'm sure you must have spotted loads, so. No, yeah, I, I spotted a few. Um, you, you know, you know, what I did find interesting. I'm not sure if I've made it up in my head or if it actually did happen that way. But the bit where Loki does walk past the Tesseract, and he does a, mm. does a double take. Does he go like, "Oh, hello"? I'm sure he says something like that. It's just like, I'm not sure. Yeah. But it's such a it's such a Loki character. But is it, yeah, is it but must it, be in his facial expression. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that. He, written all over his yeah, face it's like, like so such, it's such in it. character <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's um, written all over his face but the moment he sees it he's like "Ooh, you know yeah. Ooh, hello yeah yeah but sorry go on um I, okay i think the, the the main easter eggs that i remember off the top of my head um 
the play that Loki, when he's disguised as Odin, is getting the actors to portray as like, I think it's like, was it called the, the death of Loki and how he saved Asgard or something like that? Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, like the person who plays Loki is Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. Well, not obviously, because he's either, you know, you don't. So the person who played Loki was Matt Damon. The person who played Thor was the other Hemsworth brother. Um, who uh, I'm not, I, how many, there's three of them, right? There's yeah. Chris, there's Luke. And who's the other one? I think it was Luke who who played him, wasn't it? Because uh, was it Luke? Yeah, I think it was Luke. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so 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 one of them. But it was weird because I remember just looking at this guy's face and going, "This guy looks like Thor so much." I don't understand. <laughs> and then then I clocked. I was like, "Oh shit, must be one of the brothers." And then there was obviously um, uh, like once again I said obviously, but not obviously. It was Sam Neill playing Odin, hmm. who's actually one of the main characters in. Wahiti's uh, last film that he made, um, Hunt for the Wilder People. Mm. And some people may recognize him or know him as um, one of the paleontologists from uh, Jurassic Park, the first one, mm-hmm. and I think the third one. Yeah. So I remember, see- I remember seeing those. Um, when Thor lands on Sakaar, the person in the chair beside him, I'm not 100, I'm not 100 on this, but I'm sure that's the, the collector, as in I don't mean the character of the collector, but um, in fact, he wouldn't be called a collector, he'd actually be called a fencer. So somebody who fences goods that he gets from other people for a particular price. But I'm right. sure that's a fencer from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Who, who is basically the in-between person between, um, getting, uh, between the, the collector and the, the Guardians, or well, Star Wars, Star-Lord, who's been asked to go and get the orb. Hmm. So, oh, yeah. I know who you mean. The guy in the, the first film, right? That he goes yeah. to, to yeah, yeah, yeah. visit at the collector's um, lair and he yeah. brings the, the orb to him and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm not sure if that's him, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, the Citadel, where they're flying in, there's that, there's like that big faces on the sides of the building. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, but I've seen this before anyway, but um, and I remember people mentioned it, but I did recognize. Um, Better Ray Bill, which mm. is weird because he had the face of Better Ray Bill and not just mm. Bill. So I'm mm. not sure if that's mm. going to, if that's ever going to be touched upon. Um, mm. Another face did look like Ares, mm. um, one of the Greek gods of war, who's the the brother of Hercules in in, in the Marvel universe. And I think I actually can't remember one of the I can't remember one of the other aliens, um, but I'm sure if I see the face, I'd, I'd remember um, what race it's from. So there was that. I did like the, the references of like um, uh, when they're talking about how they're going to travel from one place to another. And it once again brought up Xander, mm. which is uh, the, the whole world of like the Nova Corps, uh, you know, the Intergalactic Space Force. You had Stanley um, being a barber who actually cuts off those locks. And I'm trying to think what else was there. I'm trying to think what else there was. Um, this, 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 is, this one is just like a true fanboy moment. But then you've also you've got Carl Urban who plays Scourge, um, the the executioner, and then you've got Chris Hemsworth who plays Thor, and both of those guys were in the first Star Trek film. Chris Hemsworth played Captain Kirk's dad, who dies at the beginning, and Carl Urban who plays Scourge um, plays um, McCoy. Is it Leonard McCoy or McCoy or Bones um, mm-hmm. as part of the Enterprise? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that there, I just I just find those those little things interesting. You know, that's that's the true fanboy in me. But off the top, off the top of my head, those are the only Easter eggs that I can remember. Cool. Fair enough. 
Yeah, we went for enough of that anyway. Um, okay, uh, were there any negatives or downsides um, that you guys kind of had or, or things that you felt yeah, you weren't quite convinced by or they could have done better with or, or anything like that? Um, Alvin, I'll start with you. Yeah, some of the comedy was a bit like hit and miss for me. So, like, I think the physical kind of stuff, that's the kind of stuff where I was like, eh. whereas the actual kind of like jokes from things that people said and their kind of reactions to things, that's the kind of shit that I thought was like really funny. But like, it didn't really ruin my enjoyment of the movie. I just didn't, I just didn't laugh at that one bit that other people were laughing at. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then. And that was it. But yeah, I'd say some of the comedy just didn't just didn't work for me. It just like maybe it was too obvious, or it just seemed a bit cheap. But but yeah, some of it just didn't work. Whereas others were flipping great. Um, Rich, how about you, man? Um, I actually didn't mind the comedy. I think there was only one joke or two jokes that I heard, and I was just like, and I was just sat there, just straight faced. Not say that I was like, you know, laughing tears throughout the whole film. Um. I, I think the thing that, that I was a bit upset with was, was Hella. Mm. And, and like I said, it's just that same thing where when you think of, like you said, like you guys said earlier, the, one of the main gripes about the Marvel films that have been released are the villains are just too bit, you know, just quite two-dimensional and they're not really worth, you know, you don't really care about them. You just want them to be on screen, cause some carnage and then, you know, then basically just jog on. But mm. with Hella, there wasn't enough time of her on the screen mm. and when she was on the screen she did well like it, it was it was actually quite upsetting that she wasn't given enough time mm. that's the thing whereas like when you i mean i remember reading interviews and then when you see malakith from from the second one and um and he just you could see that it was it was just a dial-in performance i'm not in in no way am i take, trying to take a jibe at like um or jabber um christopher eccleston who played him but um he just seemed like you know he just went in there and he didn't try and do anything special but with Kate Blanchett like yeah she, she she was good she she seemed like she was having a blast and um and yeah and, and and I don't think there was enough there was enough screen time for her especially considering that she was the main villain yeah. um so yeah so that, that that'd be my only gripe about it and something else that somebody did point out to me was um I didn't notice it at first but when I do look back I, I do have to admit to a certain degree the whole death of Odin was just a bit too fast mm. and there wasn't maybe enough time to register it emotionally. And it, almost, and, it, and it almost to a certain degree reminded me of how like Luke Skywalker is in Star Wars A New Hope, where he's been living with his Aunt Beru mm. and, his, and, um, and, and, and Uncle Owen for like years and years and years. And then they're dead. And then they're dead. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, oh well, and then Obi Wan, who he's hung around with for like a couple of hours, yeah, and he's like there, and he, yeah, and, uh, he, yeah, and he's yeah. upset. I trust you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, but then, like, you know, you get Odin being taken away, and he's and he's clearly upset when when Hela is coming, and you know, and he and he he looks physically angry, like he wants to do Loki something, but then he doesn't really mention it again. The only thing that he really mentions losing is Wilner to you know to Korg. Um, which in itself is, is still quite a big thing, but you know, as much as you and your father may not have seen eye to eye, you know, losing somebody you know of of that importance because now you're you're technically an orphan. You lost your mother in the first in the second film, you lost your father in this one, 
you know so yeah so I, I think it was a bit glossed over a bit too a bit too quickly and a bit too easily for me mm-hmm. well again in, in my um non-spoilers review i kind of touched upon the, the the things that disappointed me slightly hella was was one of those as well um mm. it, again it, it wasn't so much the performance as, as such i just think that the character was unfortunately a bit forgettable because um for all the the exact same reasons that you gave rich basically she there's just not enough meat given to to what she's um to what she's doing and why um because she just doesn't have enough screen time so it's you know you know, you really don't care um and ultimately she becomes a bit of a of yet another marvel you know throwaway villain um which is unfortunately is going to become a, a a stick that they're going to get continue to get beaten with because they're not really kind of solving the problem of how to 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 make these villains um you know more memorable for for people so yeah, I think unfortunately that that was the case, and it's a shame because, as you said, I agree with you that the performance that she gave was was actually quite good. Um, so yeah, there the, you know there was that for me, and and it, I also said that you know it, it kind of felt at, at times a bit um, a bit samey. Uh, although speaking to Alvin about it, you know, me and Al spoke about it privately, and he was say he was you know made a good point, which was that. I guess at this point in its existence, the MCU is almost like an extended TV show now, um, you know, and it's now mm. in its third season. Um, so familiarity is something that that's going to happen because, you know, certain tenements have been established and um, that's just the way it is when you have a, a, a TV show of that nature. And I guess that's what the MCU is, but in a movie, you know, in, in, in movie terms. So, so yeah, there was a little bit of, of kind of familiarity I felt, and a little I got a little bit of deja vu in certain scenes where I was a bit like, but haven't I seen this before? In like you know, such as um, I guess it, it kind of is what it is, really. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I mean, I didn't have any other major major gripes with with the movie. Really, um, I really enjoyed it. So to sum it up, guys, um, quick scores out of ten for you, um, Alvin. Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to give it like seven point five eight. Cool, um, Rich. I actually don't like to, if you don't mind. I actually don't like to use like the like a, a numerical scoring system. I prefer like a, a grading. So I'd, I'd give it like a B plus. Okay, well, you can kind of just like you can like kind of told us that beforehand, rather than changing it in the middle of the podcast. But yes, that, I guess that means a thumbs up from Richard listeners. Um, yeah, for me, I would probably, I, I think I'm along the same lines as you, Alvin. I'd probably give it a seven out of ten. I reckon um, it's very good, um, not quite great. Uh, but very very good and if you haven't seen it yet I mean I don't know why you're even listening to this if you haven't seen it yet because you because <laughs> said we've just spoiled the movie for you basically but um, if you haven't get out and go and see it because it is really really entertaining um, you know I said in, in the initial review that it's probably the funniest um, of the Marvel movies today so even if you're just a fan of comedy then you know go and see the movie it's really really funny okay well that will do for that. Uh, so we'll wrap that up. Um, before we move off of four, Rich, could you uh, just make a recommendation for people for uh, four comic books that, that they could read if, you know, they 
see the movie and start to get interested in the character and want to know a bit more about the character's background or or maybe even want to know a bit more about what you know Ragnarok means to the sort of Marvel comic book universe um is there any kind of um book or or titles that you could recommend for them uh I mean basically I would say go and pick up um Walt Simonson's run of Thor I think which ran from like 83 to like 87 um and that that really explores like the the mythos and how asgard is run and it, and he also explores other characters um in the whole asgard you know world as well and he you know he brings in some like he he, create, he i mean it's him that brought in better ray bill um turned thor in, into into thor frog as well and he's got some really really he's got some really really good um storylines um uh, done 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 during his period so anything by Walt Simonson, um, I would definitely say go and pick up Jason Aaron's run of Thor, starting with God Bomb, um, which which is a, a good couple of years old now, um, and that's kind of reinvigorated Thor, even leading up to like basically Lady Thor or like um Jane Foster Thor now, um, so that's that's at least two years worth of reading. I would also suggest maybe picking up J. Michael Straczynski's run on Thor as well, if you're kind of interested as to like where Thor and Asgard are going to be going on from this point onwards. Like I said, this is a spoilers review, so if you don't know, now you're going to know. Um, Asgard gets destroyed at the end, and you find out that Asgard is, is, is a people. But um, to really understand, you know, J. Michael Straczynski, he really just breaks it down into layman terms and does it in a, such a smart way so that that could be that I'd, I'd definitely suggest reading that um i'd also suggest reading um greg pack's run on incredible hulk so um uh, what planet hulk um where basically the hulk actually does land on sakaar and is and, and is forced to become a gladiator so the thing about thor ragnarok is that it's just taken so many good storylines and bits and pieces from all these different writers and artists and just made it into one good story so all of those ones that i've mentioned i'll I'll definitely say go and pick them up because um at least one of those yeah basically all those stories i've mentioned are are in some way you know put into the film that that you're going to see in in thor in thor Thor ragnarok oh and go watch and go oh oh sorry and go watch flash gordon if you haven't seen the original flash gordon Go and watch Flash Gordon if you haven't seen Thor Ragnarok as well, because um, like Thor Ragnarok is just like a big wicked homage to Flash Gordon, the nineteen seventies um or nineteen eighty um film with um Sam Jones. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay, all right, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how recommending Flash Gordon works because I said comics, bruv. But yeah, anyway. yeah, no, no, but no, but I just, I just had to throw it in. I just had to throw it in. I just because before I forget. <laughs> Oh man. Well, listeners, we're almost at the end, but before we go, um, I wanted to quickly run through some of the answers we got this week for question of the week. So um, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know how this works. Um, On social media, we usually throw out a question um, and we encourage you all to answer it and to give us some fun answers that we can read out on the podcast. Uh, So thank you to everybody who got involved and who did that. Um, this week's question was uh, a simple one, really. It was, if you could have any mythological creature or pop culture creature as a pet, which would you choose? Um, we got 
loads of answers so i'm not going to be able to put them all down um so i'll run through some of the more kind of unique ones though which were, were quite cool um so just in time podcast said brian griffin uh all the time <laughs> we have on twitter said ewoks um <sighs> skip to the end podcast said they would like gizmo um kung fu driving podcast said the ice dragon from game of thrones uh in session film said toothless from how to train your dragon uh we have a hulk said um they would want uh one of the wolves from game of thrones um maurizio rcm said uh he wants a sasquatch um atari vision said princess leia from <laughs> from return of the jedi <laughs> like... <laughs> 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 yeah, less said about that, the better. Um, Amber is smiling, uh, said Scooby-Doo. Uh, Gigit Von LaRue said um, Ludo from Labyrinth. Uh, Barking Mad About Films said uh, Me Lou from Valerian. Uh, and Kay Benu said a unicorn. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. Thanks for getting involved with that. Um, we're going to have another question up this week as well. Uh, obviously, we've got our Halloween podcast, which we'll be recording tomorrow evening. Um, so I'll put something up in the day. So if you want to get involved, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can do that by looking for Wulong Talks on Twitter and the same on Insta. Um, give us a follow and let us know when you followed us as well. So we know that you're a listener and we can um, give you a shout out on the next show. Uh, all right, uh, guys, was there anything else you wanted to plug or talk about before we wrap up? No, I think, I think, no? um, good. No. Yeah, yeah, everything's yeah. Go and see Thor Ragnarok. Is 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 a good film. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Subscribe. Press that. Pre press that subscribe button. You know? <laughs> How about that? Sure. <laughs> um, well, before we go, also let me uh, give a few shout outs as well um, because I need to do some big ups for some people who have been showing us some love uh, this week. And, and a lot of these people are, are people who've been riding with us from the very beginning. But, you know, every week I'm going to big you lot up because you, you keep encouraging us and you keep um, spreading what we do. Um, and it's because of your support and, and people like you supporting us that, that we keep doing this. So um, as always, uh, big up to Mr. L, uh, to the Kung Fu Driving podcast, uh, Basement Condition. Um, their latest episode, by the way, was really good. It was about revenge movies. Um, go and check that one out. That was really, really good to listen to. Uh, Crazy Town podcast, um, Glenn and Her, uh, Open All Powers, uh, a Beardo and a Weirdo talk film. Um, thanks to Captain Beardo as well. He always gives me film recommendations and stuff on Twitter, so I need to check some of those out. Uh, Just in Time podcast, uh, PTO. Uh, Jay as well from the By Chance podcast. I've got to big up Jay because he, he's always bigging us up on social media as well. So thank you, man. Um, talk It Out podcast, uh, Nerds with Words. Uh, it's whatever podcast as well. Much love to you. Um, the pod couple, because they're always kind of retweeting our stuff as well. So thank you. Um, the drunken dorks as well. Got always retweeting our stuff again. Thank you. Um, and lastly, also to uh, Tyson Alphonse as well, who said on our SoundCloud page, uh, you guys rock. Um, and he's going to continue following us uh, with whatever we do. So, Tyson, thank you. Um, again, we appreciate the, the love. And, you know, it's when we know people love what we're doing, then we'll, we'll keep doing more of it. So thanks a lot, man. Um, for anybody who wants to get in touch with us, as said, we can follow us on 
Twitter, Instagram. You can find us on Facebook under Wulong Talks. Uh, if you have any ideas for things that you want us to review for the new podcast that we're doing, is it worth a tenner? Um, then you can drop me an email uh, at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com and I'll happily take your suggestions there and, and pop up a, re a review on the page. Um, and like Rich Kid said, make sure you subscribe, like, share, tell your friends about us, play it to your friends, badger your friends constantly about us. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, okay. Well, we'll call it a night. Uh, thanks a lot for listening as always. Um, and as I said, we'll be back with our Halloween podcast special very, very soon. So I'm going to say good night. Uh, say good night, Alvin. Night. And say good night, Rich. Good night, Rich. <laughs> you ass. <laughs> that shit never gets old. See never guys. gets old. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye bye.